interesting. But that's the thing. When you look at the hard data, so, you know, there's an awful lot of claims out there, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we see them every day. There's right. a lot of claims like, you must do this. This is the secret. This is the only way. This is the hack. This yes. is the shortcut. This is... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Invest in Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast hosted by me, Phil Better. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final episode of 2020, the 11th episode. It's been our journey so far. I want to thank everyone who has listened so far to the episodes. If you're joining now or you've listened before, thank you so much. I hope you had a great holiday season and a happy new year coming into 2021. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special guest this week. It is Mr. Richard Mitson. He is a former journalist now on a mission to make a hit podcast. So before anything else, I'm just going to stop right here. Going to tell you to go ahead and listen to this episode because it is one of my favorite episodes I've ever done podcasting. So uh, without further ado, let's go. I used to work in a previous life. I used to work with politicians. Um, yeah. One thing that you know with politicians is that if you go near a broadcast building, assume the mic is live. <laughs> not even inside, not even when you get into the interview, but assume when you get near the building, a mic is live somewhere. So it's... Uh... All right, good. Good to know. But I still ask because I'd rather not have the politicians come back and bite me and ruin my life. <laughs> yeah, <'cause>... no, no, no. <laughs> don't, I don't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> good, good. Way um, right. too much hassle. Way oh, too yeah. much hassle. No. I just like what about you, though, Phil? Tell me a little more about you. So I'm uh, obviously from Montreal, uh, the, the former colony of you guys. <laughs> Um, I work for a bank. Uh, my day job is working for a bank, which I completely hate. Um, good, good, good accent. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm doing the exact same thing you are doing, trying to make a hit podcast. Mm -hmm. But I'm focusing on digital entrepreneurs. Well, I think you're uh -huh. just focusing on the whole genre of podcasts. That's yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I picked a smaller niche. Uh, I went digital entrepreneurs because. That's where I think the world is heading. So yeah. why not start start first, you know, try and get in. Have, have you been sort of start setting something up yourself or have you got a, a project? Or well, you... funny enough, the mm. first podcast, one of the first ones I recorded, it was with a man named Donnie Bovin. And he is a, uh, he's trying to change the way networking is done. Like okay. the old school, instead of walking into a room, spending hours, you know, and not getting yeah, anything. Yeah. He's doing it been virtually it. and trying to get really cool people. So I've, part of his network so i asked him i reached out to him and he's like yeah sure and live on air we came up with a business right uh, oh awesome it's audio keepsakes so right for family members who like you know if you have a grandparent or you want to get get this story that they have and you want to hear it in their words yeah. i teach you how to record it you send it to yeah. me i clean it all up and i send you yeah. back this beautiful thing and like uh, it's, it. it's like a hundred bucks you know depending yeah. but it's also custom like depending like if you're going for like 25 words or less it's like okay that i'm not going to charge you 100 bucks for that yes yeah. it's two minutes but depending on how much it is uh we we talk and i i'm, I'm open for suggestions when i'm talking to a person i'm not gonna because i know how valuable this gift is i'm not gonna try and rip you off and say it's gonna cost you three thousand yeah. dollars for two minutes of text yeah yeah, well, it probably all comes down to the packaging as well, doesn't it? Because if, if yeah. it's just a literally a bit of MP3, yeah, then there's there's less pizzazz about it. But it's like when when you said a hundred dollars there, I thought, is that too much? Is it not too much? And well, I'm thought, looking at like my, my gut feel actually was it was slightly cheap. That's the thing. Like right now, it's just a bit of audio that I'm doing, but I'm I'm thinking, okay, I can provide 
uh, USB keys if they want. Like I can look at extra things and like a, a five minute conversation of audio takes like nearly two minutes to clean and scrub, you know, like yeah. with the proper stuff. So for me, it's not that time consuming. And I'm like, I don't want to steal this thing because they can do it themselves. I'm just cleaning up and making it a little better mm. for them. So I'm not going to rip them off from this great memory because I wouldn't want to r- get ripped off of this memory either. So I'm not looking to become wealthy in this aspect. I'm looking how much value can I give you so that you'll be happy. So I'm thinking like, if you have like an hour conversation, okay, then a hundred dollars. But if it's like a 10 minute conversation or 10 minutes worth of audio, well, it's a value. It's a value to people, isn't it? It's like, you know, how much I rather give value is. Yeah. I rather give you the value and you pay me a small sum. Cause I know, I know like I have, unfortunately my grandparents have passed away and like i would love just to hear their voice again or just i know get it I just so can talk, relate to this right? i so can relate to this yeah and it, 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 it correlates yeah. with everybody and like because i have a love of podcasting and i have this great mm. knowledge from podcasting that's the business and so i'm slowly building that business up creating the infrastructure trying to automate as much as possible so that mm-hmm. i can help as many people as well so yeah. that that's the sole thing and this uh as of the first which is tomorrow the podcast drops right. so i have three episodes dropping i have a lot more in my in my back catalog but three dropping tomorrow with a trailer as well as it being produced in essence or supported by this uh business idea i have so Fantastic. it's like all coming together and this is actually yeah, it first, all, all, all integrates ultimately. Yeah. All comes in together. And this is the first actual podcast where I've talked openly about it other than the first episode. Right. So also this is a podcast taking a, you can see the digital, my digital entrepreneur scope like you're doing with yours. So that's why I really yeah. was happy when you reached out. I started reading, uh, reading your stuff yeah. and I was like, oh my God, he's doing the exact same thing I do, <laughs> but in the different, with a different niche. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. But it's kind of, it's kind of with me, it's kind of, um, it was more the frustration because, you know, as you saw, I'd done several podcasts mm. and it was, and although I, I'm in a position where I can't make any money even if I wanted to because of my job, mm. um, it was still that frustration of like, well, how do you make a podcast that actually works? And I don't just mean gets a massive audience, but interests me as well. Yeah. Because I've made, I made a podcast that was actually starting to kick off and I was bored with it. Yeah, now, and that's uh, that's a big thing about well, what makes a hit podcast? Well, a hit podcast is only going to be a hit podcast if you give a damn about it and want to carry on with it. That's so it's thing. like I because I had another one like you. I've I've been podcasting for a while. I had my podcast right. that I've been doing for three years. It's on the shelf right now. I'm planning to revisit it, but it's all it was all about movies, and it burnt me out. I was burnt yeah. out because I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I keep it up? How can I keep it interesting? Yep. There's so many. And so I just got like, it became a job, a task. And I was like, mm-hmm. put it on the shelf, tried to pick it up again. And I was like, nope. And then I was like, you know what? I'm fed up with my job. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great job. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm at that point where I was like, no, nah, I need, yeah, I'm too confined here. I can't spread. I can't be myself. So, yes. How can I do it? And then I was like, okay, well, the digital world, like you look at YouTube, there's millionaires just there. And it's like yeah. there's thousands of different millionaires, like in different things. So I'm like, yeah. all right, that's very interesting. So I started yeah. looking in that and I'm like, you know what? Digital entrepreneurs, that's where we're going. YouTube mm-hmm. is the first. G- Google is another. And then I'm like, just 
talking to everybody who got their business online mm. and you've had multiple podcasts that mm. different varies of success yeah. plus you're in the radio or former radio world yeah yeah you're in the radio world yes i was i was a news editor and uh, journalist for 10 years second biggest news organization in the uk with no training so <laughs> jesus <laughs> I can just like throw a dart and like, maybe they're going to hire me. Well, it was, it's funny actually, before we did this on, I was like thinking, you know, it, it's, it's funny how doing these interviews and the reason I started doing these guesting is because I wanted to get practice at doing it mm-hmm. partly so that I could document the process of me learning how to be yeah. a guest, um, which in itself is a part of the show, but also just to kind of get you thinking about, about things again and I you know I used to work with politicians whereby you get you give them a really tough grilling so that they prepared for a tv interview but I never had to be on the other side and while podcasting you know isn't a hard tough tough interview it still forces you to have to focus a bit and I have I don't know about you but I have a very scatty mind and by doing this it's forcing me to try and clarify my thoughts and i find that quite therapeutic oh dude i am in so (laughs) agreement with you like i consider myself like an idea man like i can sit down someone can give shoot one little thing and i'm like okay let's try this let's try that did you think i'm doing this like this and i'm just shooting on like all cylinders right and then but when it comes down to getting something done for us nope Nope, it's so I hard. am there with you as well. Totally. Like, I know. <laughs> like I love podcasting, talk, like talking and spitting, following ideas. Like if there was a job specifically that I could do that for life, I get paid <laughs> heaven. And then I'm like, well, podcasting see, I think this is, this, this is kind of one of the things for me about this podcast, right? It's because naturally, you know, I could talk about it for hours, but naturally I was a kind of, I didn't realize it, but I was a natural journalist. This is what I naturally was curious. I asked people questions all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like when I actually started in journalism, I didn't really change much. The only difference was someone paid me. Um, you, know. you went from asking questions just for your knowledge to being yeah, paid to yeah. get knowledge. Well, to be honest, I only carried, I just carried on doing exactly that. I carried on because <laughs> I was still nosy. And it's like, um, with, you know, the podcast I tried to make, it's like, I, you know, I made a bunch of them. Now this one, doesn't feel like I'm actually making a podcast anymore. It feels like I'm documenting my own interests. Mm-hmm. And that has made a big, big difference to me. Oh yeah. That's, that's like one of the best moments. Like, cause in my other podcast, uh, the feel better show, I had to get, mm-hmm. I had a, a co-host and we were just talking. It was a, a buddy of mine. So it was great. But I would also have guests on. And I always loved when a guest would come on because it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I can, I can shoot ideas with them and we can have yeah. fun and I can get a different point of view and I can learn to see something from their point of view. You know, even though I yeah. can't live their life, you get to understand. And like one of my best episodes, like it is one of my favorites. It's a buddy of mine comes on and defends the justice league movie. <laughs> he defends it. And I was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm ready for this. Let's, let's hear it. Cause I love yeah, it. Yeah. Do your best, mate. Do yeah, your best. Like yeah. that is a, but the way he uh, he described and talked about it, it was like it was um, oh it wasn't Justice League it was Dawn of Justice the Batman versus Superman movie oh he, I he, didn't actually see that but I saw the trailer and that was enough well he came on and the way he defended it was instead of looking at it as a Superman movie looking right. at it as a Batman redemption movie Batman's right. trying to redeem himself. And he sees that Superman is an actual evil and he's trying to stop that from happening. Instead of right. looking at, 
the way you have to listen to the episode, he does a much better job than I do. With his <laughs> no, but I can see what you mean. I, I I love that when people challenge your ideas. Yeah, that's so because like I don't want to be complacent. I want to have different ideas hitting me because yeah. I don't know. Because you get into the bubble, and you're yeah. in your bubble, and you're like. I'm very comfortable in my bubble. Everybody's like me in my bubble, but that's no fun. Oh, but, but that's, that's what's fascinating about journalism though, right? Because I mean, I used to do, I used to do two and a half hours live each day on, it was a, a sort of all news radio station and I present the drive time show. So you didn't know at the beginning of that show who you would be interviewing during the course of that show. The editor would just throw people through to you and it'd be like, oh, we got this on, we got that on, we got this politician, we got that celebrity, whatever. And so you had to adapt really quickly, but it was fascinating because you just didn't, I, I don't know if you were, um, whether you know about this, there was, oh God, many years ago, there was uh, uh, an embassy siege in the UK in London where the SAS who- Yes, yes, know, I was like, watching, a, yeah? there's a movie on it on Netflix, I believe. Oh, was there? Right. I believe. Or the, an well, they, they basically, they sent in the soldiers who scaled down and went in yeah. the building and shot them all. And, um, I don't know, it was the anniversary or something like that. And, he, and I was doing a little piece on it. And then the editor said in my ear, um, I've got a policeman who was there on the day, on the line now. He's been listening to you doing the report. You know, do you want to interview him? And it's like, yeah, put him through straight away. <laughs> no, don't put him on like a live person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, exactly. No. exactly. Let me talk about my non-existent experience there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I watched it on TV. <laughs> Just as good as someone so, there, you know. Yeah, so this guy comes through and, he, and, you know, in situations like that, you kind of just open the mic and let him talk. He was standing next to the women police officer when she was shot dead. Fudge. Now, I mean, I probably only asked him two or three questions in the whole interview, but my God, how powerful to, because it was like standing there with him on the mm -hmm. day. You know, that and it's just... To, to, to understand and to feel, you know, and it's like, you know, we all have our gripes against the police at times and things like this, but to feel that human story. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. He, th you that, know? that is what I love about journalism. Like yeah. there's, there's some stuff about journalism. I don't like, like having to the deadlines and all that, that that's annoying. <laughs> Cause it's like, no, let me, let me be me. <laughs> Let me be free, you know. Like I don't need these constraints. I already have to wear clothes, okay. Um, but also, like you, you, ha you can't be so open at times because you're you have to follow the politics of the 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 company or the paper that you're working for. Mm. But that's what it, I love about podcasting because you can do whatever. But you I do. think, but, but you know, that's interesting because I think sometimes. Are we we should do the podcast. We are, point, by the we? way. That's this oh, is we are. Okay. Yeah, th th that's what, when I asked for permission to record. It's because we're oh, okay. starting. No problem. No problem. There's no, no intro, by again. the way. Oh, we should at least introduce yourself. Give. <laughs> we're 15 <laughs> minutes in here. We haven't even done an intro. Um, please. We're just fumbling. <laughs> we're just talking away, and we don't. <laughs> Richard, please give them a, a little bit of an intro. There's going to sure. be a pre uh, a pre roll where I actually introduce you and tell them what we talk about. But yeah. I have to finish this podcast before we do that. So please <laughs> introduce yourself. Okay. Well, I, I mean, my name is Richard Midson. Um, I, I was a news editor for the second biggest news organization in the UK for ten years. Um, I did all kinds of documentaries and stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting. We're talking about a few things there, but it's like I, I did stuff on, on like the sex trade and solvent abuse and you, you go criminals and environmentalists and people like this. And it's fascinating to get behind the scenes of that. I then left that, went into the social media business, 
um, learned a bit about that, then had a YouTube channel, which I, I spent a year doing that. It was all about private flying because I had a, a, a pilot's license. And um, that was quite, it did reasonably work, 1.6 million views over the course of the, 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 the year, which was uh, great. That's better but it, than what I have ever done, so congrats there. Well, <laughs> but it, did, it didn't make any significant money. I mean, I made, I was trying to work it out in uh, US dollars, which was, I think I made about 400 US dollars a year from that. For a couple you of years. still made more money than I did, so congrats. <laughs> it did stop. It did stop. Um, and then after that, then I, I actually went into political communications, and now I work in IT. But uh, in that time, I've done, because I still enjoy audio from my radio days, um, I've done five podcasts over that time. All of them have fizzled out, and finally I've ended up on this one that I'm doing now, which is kind of going, well, how the heck do you actually make a podcast? And, and it's called Can I Make a Hit Podcast? So, um, Well, I'm already a fan of it. I'm going to, I have your website here. I'm going to download it because it's great. Just <laughs> your energy is what sells the podcast. And you, but, it's, but it's passion though, Phil. It's like, yeah. you know, I can feel it off you as well. Yeah. You know, when you, you know, someone said to me the other day, I was asking for feedback on Twitter and I, I said, can you give me some genuine, honest feedback? And I don't care if you're nasty. Mm -hmm. So, and he was really good because it, it, none of it was nasty, but he honestly said, he said, I think this bit is completely unnecessary and distracting. And it's like, awesome, because now I know. Yeah. But he said, one of the things I love about it is the fact that it doesn't feel like you're trying to sell some dream that doesn't exist. Because there's an awful lot of people out there saying, if you set up a podcast, you'll be a, a multimillionaire in seconds. Yeah. Now, Yes, yes, there is a very, very small chance you might be, but chances are you won't be. But when the vast majority of podcasters finish after eight to 10 episodes with Podfade, there's still got to be a better way. You, it, it feels to me, or it felt to me after the five, five shows, that there has to be a way to enjoy podcasting and achieve some degree of success that makes you happy. And that's what got me so angry and so passionate, which is hopefully yeah. what comes across. Oh, but I just does. wanted to find the answers. I just want to know. So I am, I am looking at what the big podcasters do, like mm -hmm. the Wanderies, the Gimlets, and the stuff like this. And then I'm trying to translate that into tests, actual real-world tests I can try. So like the one I'm doing right now is, uh, is on advertising. So I've been studying how they do their adverts. I'm mm -hmm. going to put some paid money, uh, paid money, going to put some money into ads. Yeah. And I'm going to see if these techniques actually work. And if they I, don't, I'll say they don't. If they do, they do. That's, that's what's like, so great about it. You're doing an A, like a, what's called an A-B test. You're going to go. Yeah, you're, you absolutely. Have to, you have to learn about the marketing because as a podcaster, you, you are a company. If you, if you want to make a podcast successful, depending on what your yeah. degree of success, like I would love to be paid to podcast. That's my dream. That's my mm -hmm. goal. So my goal is to monetize this podcast the best I can without being a scummy salesman, you know, like keeping it somewhat classy. Yeah. Because I can, you know. <laughs> and so I've been studying like different marketing techniques from like the affiliate marketers and that because they, those people are making money. So how are they making money? Yeah. They must, just like you're studying the advertising. I'm like, I'm going to look at the marketing to see how that can get people to subscribe. Yeah free organically but like you're doing it with the paid ads which is i'm probably going to end up doing that but it's like i now have someone i can talk to about that oh gosh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing for i mean i'm immediate when when you were saying that then i thought right okay i'm gonna have to follow what phil's doing and find out because it's that hard data which is so interesting i had um 
a chap on that does a show called Mind Dog TV, and it's a, a, TV, a sort of video show. And we did this thing where we had him and two other podcasters and myself, and we talked about hard data that we'd got from trying advertising. Mm-hmm. And he came up with this stuff with, I mean, he, he used to work in advertising, but he was kind of showing that, um, I can't remember the statistics off the top of my head, I wish I'd written them down. But with Facebook, he, let's say, got 500 people paying attention to his video, but they watch for 10 seconds. Yep. But when he put the same amount of money into a YouTube ad, because people were already watching videos when they saw the ad, the actual listenership was something like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's, it's so interesting. But that's the thing. When you look at the hard data, so, you know, there's an awful lot of claims out there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we see them every day. There's oh, a lot yeah. of claims like, you must do this. This is the secret. This is the only way. This is the hack. This yes. is the shortcut. This is the guru that will teach you everything you need to know. Exactly. And then what I'm interested in, you know, this is a journalist in me again, is like, I don't give up about what you claim. Show me the evidence. Show me the money. Show me yeah, the proof. Exactly. I'm the exact same way. Yeah. Like, I, I love, like, I don't care. Like, if, if you can show me that it will work, I will pay you the $300, $400, $500 because you're showing me evidence of it's working. If you're going to just say, oh, it, I can do this without showing me any evidence, I'm going to yeah. be like, that's nice. I don't trust you. Because that, that's, that's basic investment, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, if, if I'm going to give you $200, but you give me 300 back, I am very happy to give you 200. Yeah. You're, you're helping setting me up. So yes, like yes. I, I want to teach people how to podcast. Like I want, cause like when I started, there was nothing, there was yeah. nothing. And you're like, I don't know where to go. You have this one company. Everybody's like Lisbon, Lisbon, Lisbon. And then you look at it now, there's like 50,000 different oh. ones offering you so yeah. many. And you're like, <laughs> okay, which one do I do? Who do I go with? Which one works yep. best for me? And you ask for the, you go into the support groups and there's no help there. And as great as some of them are, <clears throat> they're not that great. Cause there's either people spamming, just they're not really giving you advice. Like you you ask a genuine question and you get 50,000 different answers, but they're, some of them are snarky. Some of them are pissed off. Some of them like, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, okay, who do I trust? I think part of the problem for me as well with that is there's too much information, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, you look at a Facebook group, which will be about podcasting and someone will ask a question, which normally will be because they want you to go and listen to their podcast, but putting that aside, yeah, they'll ask that question and then you'll get 40 different responses. And it's like, well, yes, but where's the evidence again? Mm-hmm. It's like part of me, you know, one one thing I use a Blue Yeti microphone. I don't know about you, but uh, I use mine is an XLR because a buddy of mine was a DJ, so he gave right. me, he he gave me. He's like, look, use this Behringer mixer. It's pretty good if you're gonna have multiple guests. You can hook it in, and then I got I just followed his exa- his advice. So it's it's a mixer. It works. Yeah. I want to get the Podcaster Pro from uh, from Rode. Cause that yeah. just look, that that's that's a podcaster mixer like that's made for us, and what I like about it, it's like it's coming now. Like stuff is coming for us podcasters. Oh yes, and it's just like it's slowly going to come, and like so like getting in now and getting your getting your hands in, you're slowly going to build. We're going to be the next Joe Rogans and stuff. Like you learning how to do it, people are going to be like, oh, he he's doing it. I'm going to learn from him. Oh, he's being a digital entrepreneur. He's doing like we found our niches in essence. Yeah, but but it's also. You know, it's, it's also about 
finding what works for you, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I mean, you mentioned Joe Rogan there. And it's like, I, I was listening to ooh, Mark Cuban from Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. The other day. And he gave a talk at Podcast Movement. Or it was a virtual one this time, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that the, the danger is, though, is that people try to be Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan's already done Joe Rogan. So what you've got to do, and he actually really labored this hard, is you need to be different. You need to be a bit unique. So one of the examples that I found in one of the shows I was, when I was researching it was there was a guy who, who basically does interviews, but he's turned it into a kind of game show format. Oh. And by, but there's no real prize because every guest every week gets more, a higher score than the week before. <laughs> right? But Instead of saying, so he had a couple of people on who were, who I can't remember if they were authors about crime or they had a crime podcast or something like that. But instead of sort of going, oh, you know, what sort of stories have you covered? He, he said um, something like for 10 points, if you were going to commit a crime, what crime would it be? Oh, now that question immediately, you know, both you and I, when we hear that question go, oh, I wonder what I would do. We're yeah. not even listening to the guest at that moment, but the point is we're engaged. So then we, we come up with a thought ourselves in our heads of like, oh yeah, that's really interesting. And then we hear what the guest says and we're hooked in. Oh, that is... So by making it, by taking a traditional format and adding a spin to it has made it into something slightly different. You know, and I, I, think, it's, I think it's about us finding what works for us. Yeah, it's... Because also with uh, with Don uh, Donnie, he said he he's building his tribe, his mm. tribe of successful badasses. Because he believes yeah. inside of everyone, there's a successful badass. So what he's doing, he's like Phil. Don't worry about it. Build your network. Build your fan base. Build your community. And that's what affiliate marketers do. They use yeah. the they start with the email. They get you to opt into their email. Then now it's getting to the Facebook groups and the Facebook pages. So it's like okay, I have to get a Facebook group. I have to get a Facebook page. I have to get that funnel started. You know that's slow and steady. I have an email list and it's it's small, but it's growing. You know and mm-hmm. just once uh, this uh, this podcast, I am hoping it grows faster because it's part of the podcast. You know, so it's interesting seeing all these different techniques, like you're going to go paid ads. I'm, I'm really interested to see how well that works for podcasts because there's not a lot of data on it. You know, I'm not actually holding up much hope for them. Really? Yeah. And, but in, in, you know, in standard journalist fashion, I'm quite happy to be proved wrong because I want to see the data. That, that's it. Like I, I would love to see the data. Like I've mm-hmm. seen data on for drop shippers and Teesprings and stuff like that using paid ads. And I've, Generally, it's like, okay, you're going to lose some money, but like you, you start refining, getting down to what is the best type of ad. You have to spend yes. some money to end up making money and you have to learn, okay, when do I cut off when I don't, but no one's done it with podcasting and it's well, going to be super interesting to see. If well, that's, I mean, I, I, sta- I started off because after we did that live show where I did an experiment and I put in, um, I can't remember, I think it was 20 British pounds onto Facebook ads and we actually ran them during the live show to see what sort of response we got. And by the end of it, I'm so terrible remembering figures, but it was something, I think it was 17 British pounds, 82 pence or something like that it used in the time that we were there. And I think we got five clicks on the actual link. And on my podcast, I got zero new subscribers. So, you know, that was what, it was something like three pound 50 or something per per click, you know, with no value. 
And it's so then I start to go, well, okay, well, what is the objective with a podcast advertising? Are you trying to get subscribers? Because if you're, if you're doing like you're doing, where, where you're talking about affiliate marketing, you're saying, well, the lifetime value of a customer is X. Mm-hmm. If the cost of getting them on board is less than that value, then well, obviously give or take a bit of a margin, yeah. but then it's worth it. But if you're just trying to build a podcast, how much value do you place on per subscriber when you're not actually getting a direct return from it? That is, that's an interesting take. It's, it's- yeah, and, and only you can really answer that. So then you've got the next question of, well, if I'm selling a product, then I have got a clear value proposition to give to, uh, to someone who's listening. Mm-hmm. You know, buy my widget and it will give you X value. Yeah. But if I'm doing a podcast, how can I get, this is something I looked at in, the latest, in my latest episode, how can I get someone who is sitting at home, you know, they, uh, I tried to paint a picture in my own mind. I said this in the episode. It's like, you, they're sitting at home, they're watching the TV, they're probably having a, a drink in their hand, they're looking at their phone on social media and they're scrolling through and how am I going to put something in front of them that is not going to say, oh, please subscribe to my podcast because I really want some listeners. But it's, when they see it, it's actually going to physically motivate them and trigger a response that makes their hand move to a browser and press subscribe. What do I need to say and show them that will literally mentally stimulate their body to move? That's what I've got to do. That's and it's, so then I started studying because I didn't really have a clue. And I, the, the first thing I tried, and I know a lot of podcasters do, is we put a, lo- a picture of our logo on, on the advert and we put a couple of words, which effectively means, please listen to my show. And it gets terrible responses. Yeah. So then I started looking at, at um, international advertising firms to see, well, what do they do? How do they come up with it? And I, I started studying this guy who's kind of like the grandfather of advertising as a was finally called Ogilvy, and he was he's been around for like 70 years and they're still using <laughs> wait, wait, his wait. techniques now he's dead Ogilvy? now Ogilvy yeah we have a store in Montreal called Ogilvy's oh hopefully I said that right well it's O-G-L-I-V I-L I think it is or I-L yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, so we have oh, a store well. <laughs> that does a Christmas display every year called oh, Ogilvy's I don't think it's that but it, it he, it's a story. Who knows? If it anyone be, knows, if yeah, anyone please, knows, please let, let us know. know. We would yeah. like to know. Yeah. But it's like he, he, he came up with these kind of rules of how to come up with an advert. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I've, I've, I sort of made those bullet points for me. I'm Next time I'm going to try and use those to actually come up with the ad. Then I'm going to put it on there and see what the response is. Does it work or doesn't it? Oh. I don't know. So I have a, a few things to point out. I, I, cause I think it's a genius idea and I'm, I want to help you get it better. Um, so there's another person you should look into Robert Caldini's influence. I'm sure I've heard that name somewhere. You, if, if you've been in the journalism world or yeah. anything with promoting his book called influence is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just on the psycho psychological aspects that y- people use or marketers use to influence buys. Yeah. So, Oh, right. Okay. It's you can definitely use that. I'm making uh, a note. I'll 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 link it to you. Uh, oh, good, because otherwise sure. you can hear a lot of typing sound in a moment. Yeah, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> no, I'll send it to you for sure. Um, I'll, cool. I think I have one or two other books as well that would probably be amazing, helpful for you. Mm. Um, and I'll definitely link them to you. What yes. I would also suggest um, is in the advert. 
if you have a picture of yourself with the name of the podcast, but put what goes on in that episode. If you have a very prominent episode, say yeah. in this episode, you'll learn bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And I then, agree. I think the value proposition, because yeah, that's, that's where, for me, when I, it's like even when I look through Twitter and I see all these people saying, latest episode is out, and my immediate response to that is, great, what's in it? Yeah. Why what's I, the value proposition to me? Why should I click play? Yeah, I'm wasting, um, I'm wasting, I'm taking time out of my life to listen yep. to your podcast. Now, yep. some, some, if I'm already subscribed to, I already know what the value is because I find the entertainment yes. value in that stuff. Like Joe Rogan, I've yep. subscribed, but I don't listen to every single episode because there's two hours of my <laughs> life that, so, like Alex Jones, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not wasting my time with Alex Jones. I'm going to go find something more entertaining to do. But like, that's what you do when you're, you can be subscribed to many other podcasts and it's fine because your, your tastes vary and yeah. you're part of these tribes and communities. Like I'm now, I didn't know about your podcast, but now that I do, I want to, I, I want to consume your back catalog because I want to see what you're doing to see if I can do it on mine. Cause I'm yeah. just launching mine. So yeah. you've already given me hard data of what you're doing. And it's great. It, it, it's interesting though as well, because I kind of, with my show, at the beginning, I just literally did what I felt. So you're, you see, if you if you if you do hear some of my past shows, the very first show I made was about pod fade and giving up, mm-hmm. right? Because that summed up where I was at that point. And then I started to kind of develop a narrative podcast and go through the process of developing it, which I haven't finished yet. And then I started to it evolved over time. So I stopped for about four weeks because I was too busy at work. Mm-hmm. And my whole attitude was that the rules, you know, the, the conventional wisdom is you've got to keep up your consistency and build a relationship with people and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I don't actually care at this point. <laughs> I am doing something to try and find out how this stuff actually works. Yeah. And I don't just mean how to grab loads of people. I mean, works for me personally as well. How can I stimulate and motivate myself to do it too? Yeah. So it has, the whole thing has been a real experiment. You know, some episodes have been long, some have been short, because I've just been trying things and seeing, and I, I seem to be finally settling into a kind of format now. Yeah. But for the best part of a year, it went all over the place, and I'm not regretting that one bit. No, because when you're, le- when you're learning more about yourself as a podcaster, exactly. as an interviewer, depending on, like, you have an interview podcast like this one, so you're learning your tips, what works for as an interviewer, what works not, how to deal with guests that maybe don't have the most energy to the ones that have way too much energy. I'm one with too much energy. Um, I feel we're both... <laughs> well, we're doing well here, I think. Yeah, we're, we're both really well. We we're work well together. Time. I like yeah. this. I like um, this, yeah. <laughs> very copacetic. Um, but also, you, the format of your show, like, do you want it to be a 45-minute show every week? Because then you have the editing to do, you have mm-hmm. the, the transcribing and all that fun stuff that everybody loves to do in a podcast. <laughs> it's the worst part of the podcast. Like, no one tells you this oh, when yeah, you start I podcasting. Know. I know. No one does. I oh, know. podcasting is so much fun. Da, da, da. Okay, yeah, but here's the thing. Editing? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> and it, but, like, my second episode, I had a podcast editor on because I, I wanted to learn. I'm right. like... I want to learn how to edit podcasts. So digital entrepreneurship. Yep. Sneaky. sneaky. Yes. Yes. Ah, yeah, but, that, but that's the benefit of podcasting though, isn't it? Being yeah. able to reach out to people and, and network people who you can learn from as well. 
yeah, like I, like Donnie taught me how to think of a business idea and how to construct the business idea. Yeah. The podcast editor taught me how to do podcast editing and like how, the tips and tricks and what are the focal points you have to talking with you. I'm, I'm learning. Okay. I have someone that I can reach out to. I'm like, Hey, I'm starting paid ads. What shouldn't I do? And what should I do? And you're like, I tried this. It didn't work well, but it did give me little bits of results, but also here and this and that. I'll be like, awesome. Great. I have hard data for podcasts because I have data for drop shipping, but how, do, how can I take drop shipping and put it into, you know, podcasting? I don't know how yeah. to do that. Yeah. So at least I have a stepping stone. I'm like, okay, I have a bit of this knowledge over here with your knowledge, put it into a pot and but let's see what works. That's how we all win though, isn't it? But that's yeah. how we all win by sharing this stuff. Yeah. Cause this is what I, so I've been thinking about this a lot with my family. Mm. So this episode's going to be philosophical, I guess. But <laughs> for the most part, since we've transferred from like the 20th century to the 21st century, it went, we've literally gone from an industrial world where everybody kept secrets because you already had like, oh, he's got the secret to Coke formula. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Everybody was very like, it's what's me versus mm -hmm. now like my, our generation, the generations under since Google's come around, everything's so accessible. All the knowledge mm -hmm. is accessible. Everybody's just like, yeah, here, here's, this is what I did. Like, good luck with it. Like, I hope it works for you. Whereas last like years past, it was like, no, I will not tell you how my model T works. It's uh -huh. fine. And, and this is what, like, I think this is right now we're having this, like, like this, like, that's why we have so much partisism in around the world. Like so many, like the left and the right, like not coming together because everybody's like, it's, they don't understand. Like we have to share. Everything's about sharing now. It's yeah. like, yes, you can have your own, but you can't be afraid to share some knowledge with other people. But I think the things with vast majority of knowledge now is I can get it on Google free. Mm -hmm. So if you want to charge me a hundred, you know, thousand dollars for a course on how, how to, I don't know, write a book. It's like, well, I can probably find it all on Google and for free in half the time. Yeah. So it's like, well, then you've got to say, okay, well, in which case you just got to give that, what's the point? You might as well just share that stuff out because ultimately how are you going to make your money? It's not by re I mean, to an extent, I suppose repackaging what's on Google, you probably can get away with, but you're not going to make a lot of money from that. No. So the only thing you can actually do is to give that real added value on top of that information that you personally can give from your own life experience. Yeah. And like but the actual information itself, anyone can get anywhere, yeah. really. It, it's, it's one, it's delivering it in a proper way that's yeah. accessible to people that they can understand. Yeah. Two, it's connecting with that person. Like if you had a course selling podcasting, I'd be like, yeah, I'm taking, I've talked with you for like 20, we're at 37 minutes now. I've talked to, I'm like, yeah, it's a hundred dollars. He has a go-to course. That Wait I until I've got a bit more research. Yeah, yeah no, of course. <laughs> but, but I get your point. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I trust your value, the knowledge that yeah. you bring to it, because I know that if I'm investing in you, that's 20, 40, 50 bucks, whatever the podcast course is, you actually will show me hands down. It's not just this PDF file going, good luck, bye. You're like, no. Scrape, that was scraped from a bunch of other websites. Sites, yeah. And just like, eh, it kind of looks nice, you know? Yeah. Like I was talking to my dad. My dad has 35 years in the uh, insurance industry. Not just wow. the like mom and dad industry. Like he was dealing with multimillionaires. Right. So- and I'm like, dad, you can, we can monetize that. Like you have a skill. He's like, no, no one's going to pay. I'm like, I can guarantee you. I can find people paying $500 for an hour of your time. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. Cause if you, and he also has a course 
not on selling insurance, but on um, uh, being assertive, assertiveness course. Right, right. So like, yes, you can find hundreds of courses online on assertiveness, mm -hmm. but my dad has testimonials. He has, he was yes. taught, he was, he's a, technically a professor at a, uh, a CGIPT, which mm -hmm. is kind of like our in-between uh, high school and university. So it's like our college type thing. I don't know. We're weird here in Quebec. What can I say? But he taught there for multiple of years. And then plus his past in insurance, plus his youth, he helped fundraise for charities and, and Boy Scouts and all this. I'm like, dude, I can get you a thousand dollars just with that info. Like if you say like just the qualifications he hit, that just that knowledge is bringing the value. And people are yes. like, it's a steal. Like, yeah. like we started off, I told you about the value of, my business, what I'm calling legacy forever or your legacy forever. Like I'm giving you this simple value. It's a, there's a charge to it, Yeah. but you getting this amazing thing that's comes off priceless, which I love giving because you're happy. And if I make a little money off it, why not? Well, yeah, but there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing wrong with making money. If you're giving someone else value. Yeah. It's not it's, at all. It's but, but, but I think the point you're making is value when something's costing so much, but the value is down here. Yes. Or when you've charged them that and then they discover how low value it is. Yes. Which is the that. biggest crime. Oh, if you're actually worst. genuinely given value, then I don't see. But it's interesting. You know, it's this whole point, though, about what is that extra icing that you can add on that information that is already out there that we're just mm. saying. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like when I first started doing a few of these podcast guessing spots and it's like thinking, well, what? What value can I give? And although it, you know, it can vary a lot, but it's having been in radio news and the experience that I've had with that, actually, it's quite a strong selling point because there's not a lot of people who've had that opportunity to do something no. like that. Like you reach, like, so when you reached out to me, I was like, yes, because you have a whole bunch of knowledge I don't know. Like right. just interviewing you, I've learned about interviewing better. Like, oh, I could tell you, I could talk for hours about that. I know, that's what's great. It's like, good, I have someone, if I have questions, I have someone. But one of the other guests I had, he went from being a radio DJ with one of a, a large syndication uh, for his show to being on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy on one of the largest episodes and now runs his own podcast network with, I think, either monthly or yearly, 5 million downloads. Fantastic. And I'm like, Fantastic. I reach, I, I put out, I'm like, Hey, I'm looking for digital entrepreneurs. He reached out to me. I'm like, here, yep. he was like the second interview I did. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. Like I blew my mind. <laughs> and he was super chill about it too. And I'm like, I keep forgetting, like everybody's just normal. Yes. <laughs> Everybody in the podcasting oh, world, yes. if they're not Joe Rogan or, you know, already mm -hmm. a celebrity in the podcasting world, they're just like everybody else. And it's just, it's just like just getting your mind into that understanding of how easy accessible it is. I, th I think it's also, I think it's also the, you, you learn, you know, in a podcasting, going back to that point about some people aspire to just be Joe Rogan. It's like, actually you're kind of missing the point mm -hmm. because uh, I'm saying this for people listening, you know, who's thinking that because there are so many other benefits to podcasting beyond just trying to aim for millions of listeners that you may never get, you know, the whole network. I mean, just us talking now, Yeah. you know, we're, we're not, you haven't just sort of written a list. I haven't written a list of here's 10 things you must do today. Yeah. We're learning far better actually through osmosis by sharing and bouncing ideas and, oh, yeah. you know, 
And the more you do that, so as, as a podcaster, and particularly also, you know, I think, I think people don't niche enough, which, which sounds like a contradiction to what I'm doing, which is very generalized at the moment. I have niched in the past because when you, you, you know, when you niche into something that you already know a bit about, it gives you that opportunity to connect. I've got a colleague who is hugely into stuff called macrobiotics, which is a sort of way of eating and yeah. the way you pick your foods and stuff like this. And she was kind of going, you know, oh, maybe I should do a podcast. Mainly because I've been kind of sort of going, oh, you must do a podcast. Yeah. And then Everybody she's should going, have a podcast. That's my yeah, yeah. rule. If you, can, <laughs> if you know one thing, you podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but why? You know, it's not, it's not just to kind of do it because you're going to give up. Yeah. And then I'm saying to her, well, look, you know, you love this stuff. Would you like to be interviewing some of the key figures in, in the macrobiotic space? I was like, well, yeah. Well, even if you only get 10 listeners, if you get the opportunity to talk to some of these key people in the macrobiotic space and learn about it and understand it and be able to network them, that's worth 10 listeners. Yeah. I mean, five listeners, frankly, it wouldn't matter. I mean, your mum listening. My family just listening to it, I'd be happy with it. Exactly. So, you know, I think podcasting goes far beyond just trying to get loads of listeners. So much more to it. I think what people forget and once they start podcasting and actually caring about podcasting and mm. making quality it's like most of them get in and they're like oh i can be like joe rogan because joe rogan made a hundred million dollars mm. they don't understand that joe rogan's been doing podcasting one for years <laughs> yes. two he has a celebrity following that he was able to leverage yeah if you're starting off from scratch your first podcast is going to fail yeah it's always going to fail yes. because you're getting into the wrong reasons like yep. i have a I, I'm pretty sure this podcast may do better than my first one. And that's all I want. If it can do better than my first one, I'm happy as a pig in shit. <laughs> that's what I'm happy. That, that's, that's my goal. That's like in a year. So my other podcast, three years, got 6,000 downloads, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy with. Yeah. Hey, as a first time podcaster, why not? Yeah. Then you read those notes about people getting $10,000 in one day. And it's like, I'm happy with what I have. <laughs> I'm happy with what I have. Yeah but, you, yeah, but you know what, Phil? I think you should be because it's like, you know, someone that gets 10,000 might be in a totally different subject area. It, it's true. And right? I was so happy with it because not only did those, those 6,000 that I got, but I made friends with podcasters in Europe. Mm-hmm. I, I have a new group of friends in Ireland, thanks to the podcast. I have a group mm-hmm. of friends in the UK. I have people in the States. I've met people from around the world through this podcasting. So I, for me, it's like I, the value of my first show, yeah, it burnt me out. But I made so many great friends yes. and connections there that I know I can leverage now for this podcast that I can probably get even bigger. So yeah. for me, it's like my first podcast failed, but my second one, I get one more listener than I'd had before. It's a success. If in three years I have more than 6,000 downloads for me, I'm a successful podcaster and I'll start a new one, you know, but it's just, I have so much passion because I want to learn. I like learning about all these different things, like learning you using your journalistic background in podcasting. I'm like, I wonder how that's going to work in the podcasting. Me just being this very expressive, talkative person with a Mickey with a heart on, which is now part of my brand. Um, thanks to Donnie. So like, I'm wondering how that will work because I get a lot of people that say, I just had interviews at work and they're like, you have such a great voice for radio or you're, you know, you're so passionate. I'm like, thanks. 
so far it hasn't done me much, but I keep getting these compliments. So somewhere down the line, I'm going to talk to someone. Yeah, but you just don't, uh, you you hit hit something on, which is really important to me, right? I, I don't know about you, but I, when I was 16, I was so shy, I couldn't even talk. Oh, same. Same. Okay. And I think this is true of a lot of podcasters because then we start to find our voice through this kind of thing. By age 26, I was working in a job I utterly hated, right? Absolutely hated. Um, but I was, I kind of knew that there was better out there. And I was just angry and frustrated that I wasn't experiencing this. Mm-hmm. So through a whole series of events, I ended up going into the local radio station. It, during my lunch breaks, I used to... <laughs> I used to go downstairs where my bicycle was parked, get on the bicycle and ride for 10, 15 minutes, like crazy from where the office was into the nearby town to the radio station where I knew someone there. And I went in and for half an hour, I would do anything. <laughs> and then I would get on my bicycle. The bicycle was eventually stolen, but anyway, and I would cycle <laughs> back. I would cycle back to this office. And it's because I was doing that. There was just this pull. Um, because I was doing that, when I, ultimately I parted ways with that company, you know, they told me to find a new job. Um, <laughs> the, the, the says, we don't need your services anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we really appreciate you being here, but get out. <laughs> um, through a series of events after that, I ended up then being taken on board by that radio station. And because I'd spent several years on, I think, it, frankly, it's because I'd spent several years doing uh, over-the-phone stuff i was selling ski holidays although i can't ski um and they put me in the studio and they said right okay well you're going to start reading bulletins and the money was terrible i mean it was so little that i i was using my savings to survive but i remember it was like the first couple of weeks i was in the in there and i sat down behind the microphone in the studio and this is live radio and the dj was playing a tune and you know, they play the jingle, which goes into the news. And you kind of know there's a kind of bump in the yeah. sound of the jingle where you start talking. And I heard this jingle fire, put my mic live. So in other words, my voice was now could go out. And I started laughing. <laughs> and the reason was because I could not believe that a short time ago, I was hating life and hating my job. And now someone was giving me money to talk. <laughs> I mean... It was just inconceivable that someone would do this. But also because I just loved it and because to me it was like a game, right? I then just did other stuff. So unlike the journalists who came in who'd had the training, who were kind of going, oh, well, I do my job and go home. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what can I do now? It's the end of the day. Who cares? What can I do now? And I would interview these people just like you're doing on the podcast. And, And met some absolutely incredible people. I then paid for myself to go with some environmentalists to to this event and i lived with them and got under under um you know really to understand them and i supplied some of that information that i gained from there to uh irn it was called so it was um itn is the second biggest news organization in the uk behind the bbc i provided a bit of um, information to them did a little piece for their their output so then I applied for them as a freelancer and they and obviously said to them, well, you know, I've done stuff for you already, yeah. which opened the door. I was there for three months. And then the, because I was so passionate, I just started doing stuff. Again, the journalists were just coming in and just doing their job. And I was going out and I was doing these documentaries on things. And, 
you know, like I mentioned the sex trade thing. I, I, I love that documentary because I tried to do an authentic look at what it really looks like, both pro and con. And so I'd been there three months and then one day the editor called in sick and I'm still convinced it's because I was the oldest person in the room at that time. They said, right, you're the editor. And there were all these journalists who'd been to journalism college and had been working for years. And there's me who a couple of years before that was working selling ski holidays <laughs> with no journalism training at all. And I sat in his desk and it was a baptism of fire. I mean, they're, journalists are competitive people. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. But by the end of the week, the editor was meant to be there hadn't come back and I was still in the desk and they offered me a full-time job as a duty editor. So, and this entirely was because I was just excited about it because I did what I was passionate about and yes. what I was pulled towards and genuinely enjoyed. You, you don't actually need any journalism training at all. If no. you really genuinely are interested in people and fascinated, just like you are, you know, you, I mean, you are a journalist. Yeah. You know, that's what we all are as podcasters. We're journalists. And if we're genuinely interested in people, yeah. it just comes naturally. Oh, God. So bright. Oh, my God. Well, you, but you just have to keep, you know, as I say, I was 26 before any of this changed. Well, I'm 35. So, like, you have well, a head start on me. <laughs> like, I'm only starting figuring out what I love, you know? Like, but, like, it doesn't doesn't matter because you're constantly as long as you keep that dream in mind i think the biggest problem is when people stop dreaming mm -hmm. you know because if you keep that dream in mind however long it takes ultimately you chip 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 until it works yeah. it's it's true like look okay. you you someone looks at your story for you it was just happenstance but yeah. other people who look at it you went out and specifically made your dream happen yes. you may not have realized it no but someone looking at you went, you spent that, you grinded to get to the journalism part, right? Because yeah. you went every day to the, for 26 minutes, you biked yes. your ass there, biked your ass back. Uh -huh. And then when you had the opportunity to part ways with your former employer, you already had, had an in because you're like, hey, I'll just go over here. They already know I have great work ethic. So exactly. you sit there and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. But then you're like, I want more. I love this. Yeah. So you grinded more because you're like, I want these experiences yeah. and boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden you're working for as a, a, a duty editor, like mm -hmm. five, six years later. And you're like, how did I get here? And other people oh, are yeah. like, well, you did this, 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 and this. You're like, wow. Like it's insane. But I, I think sometimes, you know, people kind of go, oh, I mean, you know, there's some sort of self-help people who will go, you need to get angry. And it's like, and they're right, I think, because that's when I look back at my life, that's what I was. I was annoyed. But I didn't go, oh, and write it down in a sentence and go, I need to get angry. I was angry. I was genuinely annoyed. You were at and rock it, bottom. You were angry. You, yeah. you just were fed up. But you, you can't fake that. You've, you've, you know, if ultimately, I'm, I mean, I'm going to get real on the high horse for a moment, right? Do it. It do really it. annoys me. It really annoys me, Phil, when people oh, have dreams so, when they're seconds. young. Two seconds. I'm going to give oh. you the full view. You're on the full view. Go. Oh, no, 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 no. Now I don't even know what to say. Um, it really annoys me when people have dreams when they're younger or in their early 20s and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then they give them up completely. Now, yes, life gets in the way. Maybe you have kids, whatever it is, life gets in the way. But there is still time in the day which you could sit down and watch a TV or you could do something exciting which would move you towards some of those goals and dreams. There is no reason to give up on those dreams. And it's like, you know, in my, in my life, I, 
I could never have imagined I would ever have been a journalist. I just did not think. I was brought up in a um, kind of environment where you just got an office job. Yeah. And I there was, I was doing this. There I was five days a week presenting two and a half hours of live radio across the capital of Britain, you know, through London. It was, inc- you know. It's a, but uh, like, the, also, look at all the opportunities you've had from that, from the interviewing the politicians, interviewing <laughs> celebrities, interviewing all these wonderful people. And like all the, like now everybody's looking at you like, oh my God, he must've gone to journalism school, this and that, but you're, you show your story, right? Like right here, you've shown your story. You've probably shown it on your podcasts. You're showing your story and you're showing, hey, if I did this and I had no idea what the hell I was doing, here's the guide map. Here's the path. Like you, you can do the same thing and chances are you'll get it. You just have to follow your gut though, don't you? Yeah. It's, I mean, that's it's, the point because, uh, I mean, I, I think, think people almost, play safe too much. It's, they're scared. Yeah. And what do you get from that? You know, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I got a burnout. That's what I got. I got burnt out. But that, this is the problem though, isn't it? Because you've got to keep listening to yourself and you've got to be drawn by what actually works for you. And it's like, you could spend your whole life being the ostrich with its head in the sand and go, oh, I'm too tired tonight. Oh, I'm too tired tonight. Oh, I'm too tired tonight. And get to the end of your days and go, oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we literally have got one life and the days are running out every single day. Yeah. There's like, there's only two dates that are certain in your life. Your date of birth, your date of death. You have yeah, to and taxes. And taxes. Yeah, well, taxes, I said dates. I said dates. I didn't say oh, okay. Okay. things. Taxes and death are the only two constant in life. But the only two dates in life that are really important is your birth and your death. The dash in between. You have to live there. You have yeah. to live exciting. And I finally realizing that, like I've been listening to Gary Vee a lot more. Yeah. And like him, he's like, doesn't matter what age you are. Just, just hustle, yes. man. Just go at it. Like don't yeah. kill yourself hustling, but hustle for what you're passionate about. And like, I think that's what people are forgetting. Like they're forgetting that their passions can create jobs, create wealth, yeah. create everything. Thanks to the internet now. Cause you can find that tribe that those people that will be passionate that want to support you. Yeah. They're going to be like, yeah, this man knows what he's talking about. This woman, this person, this individual knows what they're talking about. Either it's on YouTube or it's podcasting or it's blogging, it's vlogging, whatever. There's so many now the barrier to financial freedom is so low now mm-hmm. that with your cell phone, if you have a cell phone, you can do nearly anything you want. You don't need $17 billion to start your company mm-hmm. or start your, your life. Just start it now. It's yeah. going to be shit. I promise you it's going to be shit. It's, everything's pretty much shit at the beginning. The Model T, the first Model T was probably crap. Oh, yeah, I bet. And now you look at it where you have the Ford Mustangs, the, the Ford Tacomas yeah. or whatever they're called, but, or you have Teslas now. You have these beautiful Teslas, but if you look at the first couple Teslas come off the line, they were ugly, they were defects, but now they look beautiful. And I think it's a journey as well, isn't yeah. it though? Because I think if you, if you aspire, if you see your one year goal as being Joe Rogan, <laughs> you, you're gonna disappoint yourself. Yeah, my, my one-year goal is like 6,000 downloads. That's my one-year goal. Yeah. <laughs> Beat my previous podcast goal. That just the month before. That's all it is. And that's, for me, that's for podcasting, yes. just be better than the month before yeah. or the episode I, before. That's all. But also just express, I think, you know, my approach of just experimenting and mm-hmm. kind of breaking the rules and just seeing what happened. 
And if I felt like it, I actually, in my kind of to-do list that I have a sort of rough to-do list of, of what I try to do each week, mm-hmm. the top of it actually has a line which says, if you don't feel like doing it tonight, don't do it. I, I started doing that. Like I was, I started, Good. I like to walk every day. And then like this week, it's just, the last week it's been really hard because I'm getting the, everything ready for the podcast. And I'm like, I feel bad when I don't walk, but then I'm like, I stopped. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. This week, no walks. <laughs> I, I'm giving myself permission not to walk. And I did a, on Saturday, I did a two hour walk <laughs> with a buddy of mine where we were spitballing ideas and just enjoying being out. And then Sunday I was with family. So didn't really walk then, but ate too much because uh, <laughs> family likes to feed me but it was great and I, yeah I not feel... obviously you push the plate away right oh yeah yeah fully yeah. push the plate no no more food oh. mom no more no more irish stew you know <laughs> with the, the irish shorter bread not but... for me no, no. <laughs> uh but yeah and so like this week it's like until tomorrow like it's it's all like i'm all tense but at the same time i'm super excited because i don't know what's going to happen and that's so exciting so yeah exciting. Yeah, it's that whole oh, journey, isn't it? It is. All right. I, I, you know, this whole sort of success breeds success kind of thing, I think is, has got a lot of merit. If you set yourself a small goal and beat it, you might go, oh, well, that goal was too small. But that's, uh, and I'll try it harder next time. Mm-hmm. But that's far better than setting yourself a big goal and failing to meet it. It's, it, I, I've, I've learned that like throughout my life. There's more stories I want to share with you, but we're getting to the end of the episode. Yes. Oh, we could go for hours. Oh, yeah, we can. I, I, I guarantee you. You're already coming back. Oh, uh, love to. In a year, I'm like, you're guaranteed in a year, I want to hear everything where you're gone, like from where you are now to where you've been, like where you're going, all the events, all the, th- guaranteed I'm reaching out to you because I are already enjoy well, talking with you. I like, should I, have a bit more research by then as well. Oh, I can't wait. I am <laughs> so excited to talk to you more, spitballing ideas, having you back on, mm-hmm. being a guest on your podcast whenever you want. Like if cool. you want, you know, it's, I, I, I just, I'm going to give you the floor. It's yours. Promote oh. everything you have. Oh dear. I, well, I don't have a huge amount to promote to be honest, because I'm, I, I'm not in business and I can't be in business. <laughs> um, the only thing I would say is that if you want to follow along with all the research that I'm doing, and it really is a, for me, a journalistic research project, but I'm trying to make it entertaining, not just a sort of um, boring list of facts, then can I make a hit podcast.com is the website. It's got links to all the um, subscription links for uh, different podcast platforms. You can also find me on Twitter, which is the place where I really get most engagement and most points, which is, and the username for that is hit podcast 2020. So hit podcast 2020 on there. And I'm putting on, pretty much documenting my research as I do it on there in very quick sort of 50 second videos almost every day. Um, and then I do the whole roundups with more details in my podcast and also on the YouTube oh. channel as well. But um, I like that. That's you're using the fleet symbol uh, videos on uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah. I use video on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, that's genius. So I there's mean. just very short bite-sized videos. I'm putting Did you think about uh, TikTok as well? I haven't yet. That would be an interesting thing because you're, you're documenting and obviously for the next generation, they're already on TikTok. So it would be interesting to take those videos and just throw them up on TikTok and see what happens. Another yeah, I was thinking of for- doing that. I just wonder whether, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I know so little about TikTok at the moment. So I have got to have a look at that. Yeah. So call. what, what uh, Gary V suggests, it's just go on it, just go on it, see mm-hmm. what you like, discover what you like, and then 
start posting whatever you want and about your podcast. And so I'm thinking about doing that, not right away, but I may be future doing that. I'm right now just focusing on the YouTube and the podcast and yeah. that's it. And then slowly get everything else going as well and the Facebook page. But Richard, thank you so much for being on. Oh, not at all. Thank you so much for inviting me. Seriously. So <sighs> it's really good to talk to people like you, Phil. It really oh, is. Thank you. Um, to the to you, thank you. To the listeners, thank you very much. Make sure you go check him out. At least give him one episode. If you enjoyed listening to him talk to me, then you're probably going to listen and enjoy one of his episodes. The first link, of course, always in this podcast, is our guest podcast information. So you can click there. We'll bring to you his website, his podcast, everything like that, because this is what it's for. It's his podcast. It's not mine. I just like talking to people. He's the one who's bringing value. I bring nothing to this table just the guests. That's what I do. I bring a guest on. They provide the value. You've been amazing, Richard. I have to thank you. so much fun. So much fun talking to you, Phil. Next time I'm in England, I'm definitely going to let oh, you know. You, we're, you we're, let we're me know. Yeah, as soon as this COVID thing is oh, over, yes. I will take you to a pint and we will have a, have a swift half, as we say over here. <laughs> a swift half. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. He's Richard. He's trying to make a hit podcast. And can he? Well, you've got to follow his journey. Who knows? I'm definitely going to follow it. I want to thank you all for listening and have a great day. How amazing was that episode, ladies and gentlemen? Richard provided so much, so much great value in this episode. He let you know about some of the moments in his life that he really enjoyed when it was journalism. He he let you know how you can actually get into journalism um, or on radio broadcasting as well. So ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is the final episode. I have one, one favor to ask you. And it's a simple favor. Share this with one friend. Just one friend. That's all. That's it. Thank you. Have a great New Year's. Make sure you be safe. Say social distance and all that. And ladies and gentlemen, remember 2021 is the year for you to invest in yourself.